Hey guys, welcome back to Two Girls in a Podcast. I'm your co-host Katie. And I'm Jen. And today we actually have a special episode. So we've been doing some more collaborations with some um, other YouTube and then we also have been doing it with individuals as well. And today we have a special guest who's been really, really super supportive of our podcast since, um, basically since we started. I mean, he's been, he's been there for a good while, so yeah. we really appreciate him a lot. Um, his name is Mike Stack, but on Instagram it's listed as Real Mike Stack. That's S-T-A-C-K. Um, he's a really great guy. He, um, releases a lot of new stuff a little bit on to Instagram and, um, you know, he just keeps us informed about things, but he mostly just is supportive of us and a few other podcasts as well. Um, if you want to look him up and just kind of, you know, look over his stuff, he's a great guy. So, um, today we're just asking him about his job cause he's got a pretty interesting, interesting. job that a lot of people don't really look into. Um, he works for a funeral home, and he works in the background of the funeral home. So um, we're going to talk to him and find out what it's like. So, Mike, if you don't mind just telling us a little bit about how you got into your job. When I was a kid, um, I think around sixth grade, I realized that I had, like, a, a bipolar. Mm -hmm. And I had a problem learning. Okay. I think, like, in sixth grade is where I had problems retaining things. And... Uh, yeah, I had some, you know, I had some problems in school. I didn't do so well in school, but I used that to where I, I started a business. I started a landscape company. Sorry, I touched the screen. I uh, started a landscape company, and because of the bipolar, I went on a like a. I started spending money out of control, and I had to sell that company. Okay. So then I started working in a bar for a couple of years. What we call a gentleman's club. Okay. And I'm sure everybody knows what that, that cover-up means. Sure, yeah. <laughs> yes. But uh, my boss, my boss's son, he, he was a cop, and my his dad was like 75 at the time. So I started working there seven days a week, and he would go to sleep when I got there. Uh, I would work till 2 in the morning, go home, sleep, go to the gym, and then go back to work. So I just put my nose down and, and worked real hard. And uh, then Hurricane Floyd came. Mm -hmm. And uh, everybody bailed on us. Oh, but wow. He just, oh, I, I decided I was going to stay with him. There was an apartment above, and we were trying to save things. First, water started coming in through all the little holes in this building, which was real old. We went upstairs, and uh, next thing you know, the water got to the level of the apartment above. Oh, wow. So <laughs> my parents lived in the Branchburg, New Jersey, which is about 15 miles from where I worked. Mm -hmm. And uh, I called my parents at like 3 in the morning. We had My boss didn't drink, but I brought up a case of Coronas just in case if I was going to die, I was going to die drunk. Sure, yeah. <laughs> and uh, my fears, I had two phobias, was heights and deep water. Now, this building That's, is about 20 feet yeah. tall, and I figured I was going to die in the water. So I called my father, he picked up, and I go, Dad, listen, I'm not joking. I don't know if you've seen what's going on, but I might die. Mm -hmm. And I'm just telling you this. If you don't care for me, whatever, just, and he goes, because he was in a deep sleep, and he goes, ah, just call me in the morning. My parents have always been different. My parents, I never super got along with. I had a younger sister who was like, she was everything. She was a golden child. She got the good grades. Well, meanwhile, I never asked for anything. Mm -hmm. I worked. Mm -hmm. So, basically, 
basically, after about five hours, 911 realized that we were behind in the apartment behind. Mm-hmm. It had smashed the window in the front of the apartment, and we weren't there, so they thought something happened to us. To make a long story short, a helicopter came with a boat, came around to the back, and my boss is 76 years old. This huge thing comes down to get us now. I'm hanging. You put, I almost knocked him over wow. to get oh. the raft first because I was terrified. Oh, right. oh wow. Yeah. So we both got in. They, they, we moved down the thing, which is about as high as the building. I got into a, a safe area, got mm-hmm. out of the raft, and then other stories on. But So basically after that, I got a job at Johnson & Johnson. Okay. And, uh, <laughs> did real well. Well, good. My bipolar started getting, I worked there until 2008, but then the bipolar kind of took over in 2006, mm-hmm. and in mm-hmm. two, late 2007, I had to walk away from my job. Oh, um, man. Because one day, I just couldn't leave the house. Right. But my friends that I work for, I've known since I was seven years old. Mm-hmm. So I'm 48, so 41 years. Right. And I was always around it. So... That being said, they basically saved my life many years ago when the bipolar was bad. Okay. Oh, wow. They basically just, they knew my parents' situation. Uh, I haven't talked to my parents since like 2013. Some stuff happened. But in that time, they've always been there for me. So that basically says that I went to the funeral home and even before I stopped working at J&J, mm-hmm. they were there for me. So a lot of the, the growing and the growth I've uh, gone through is because of them. So I've been exposed to a lot of great people. Oh, that's and good. Family treats me. The mother treats me like her son, and I get together with them. And so my life has really changed for the better. They've, I, I basically go to a therapist, a psychiatrist for meds and stuff, but my life is back on track. Well, that's good. That's great. Well, that is good. Yeah, absolutely. Helping other people is what's now gotten me to a good place in life. I was, the life wasn't that great for a while. So now, um, I, I talk to a lot of people and I I help people. Well, that's good. Yeah. You know, if you have questions and you want to start talking about this, this is what I'm interested in, like, this is where the funeral home comes to really be a good lifesaver for me. Mm-hmm. And it's an interesting topic to me. And I know when you guys wanted to talk about this, is why I was excited to talk to you too, because I think the, the way you do your show and the things you talk about is so cool, just like seeing. And today we talk about this, and it's just, it's just so off the cuff, and it's so interesting to me. And you guys are such sweethearts, and I say it all the time. That uh, it's just it's great. It's very refreshing to have two friends down there. Yes. <laughs> what I do, and you guys are always great, making sure my stuff gets out there. So. Oh, thanks, Mike. Thank well, we you. appreciate that. Yeah. And, and I just wanted to make a disclaimer that I'm not a director. Okay. I'm not licensed. Okay. You know, and that I'm basically the two bosses. I work for them. So I am with them all the time. I I do their errands. I do everything for them. Okay. Okay, great. Okay. I'm like the brother, but I'm the brother without a license. Okay. Okay. All right. So, so that's okay. I mean, I'll, uh, I'll now defer to you guys. Thank you guys. Just what I want to give you a little background of me and why, you know, why I enjoy this so much. No, no, oh. we we appreciate it. It does. It's always good to have a background, especially yeah. when we start to ask questions, so people understand as well. Exactly. Yeah. 
You're so, welcome. Thank you for listening to that. That's yeah, cool. yeah. So, um, well, to start with, um, so it sounds like, are you up in New York? Is that where you're I'm located? In Jersey, Central Jersey. Oh, you're okay. in Jersey. Okay. All right. I'm near uh, Flemington and Bridgewater. Okay. Yep. I know of it. I know of it for yeah. sure. Um, so it sounds like you commute to New York pretty much for your job. Oh, I'm not in New York. No. Okay. The funeral home is in central New Jersey. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. Because you had mentioned Queens at first, so I just wanted to make well, sure. One of, one of their their uh, one of their places are there. Gotcha. Okay. okay. All right. Yeah. So, in general, just tell us about your job. You kind of explained it a little bit when you were talking before, but tell us exactly, you know, what is it that you do? What is it that you enjoy the most about your job? Um, I, when I first started, it was just very little simple things, just coming in and helping clean up after a funeral Mm -hmm. or just, you know, not being there a lot. It was just to help out when necessary. Okay. And, um, the two brothers just saw that, you know, I I picked up things quickly and I I enjoyed, I went on death call one night. He just called me up and said, listen, we had someone pass away. Would you, would you want to come? And of course, my thought, my head was absolutely not. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna go do that. But then he said, "Listen, just come on. I need your help." And I did it, and it was it was weird to say the least. But yeah, I did I'm it, sure. and uh, he said, "Hey, that that wasn't too bad, was it?" I said, "No, it really wasn't." And when I was a child, I you couldn't get me near a funeral home mm-hmm. or a casket or any mention of death. I was terrified of it. Yeah, so yeah. Doing that, and then uh, you know that pays you get paid for that yeah and i'm like okay i can do this and then i started being involved more um i started going there for funerals Mm -hmm. and going out on a funeral meaning you accompany the the two directors to the cemetery and you help with the procession and things like that okay But, but what really i got good with was um keeping things neat and orderly and finding ways to kind of consolidate and keep the place running smoothly. That's good. Um, Yeah. Just if they had questions about this, maybe we could do it this way. I'm also good with computers. That's good. But I think the best part of it, and like we were saying earlier, is that I just get a chance to help people. Um, I don't have a lot of opportunities to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not married. I don't mm-hmm. have kids. I have three cats. That's and okay. Yeah, we love cats. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Because of everything, you know, I live in this. I live in a little house in in New Jersey, uh, a nice little area. It's wide open, mm-hmm. and uh, I have my same circle of friends plus the two guys I work for. And uh, it's it's gotten out to the point where when I'm in the store, I go my extra mile to make sure that if I see somebody in front of me who has a banana and a yogurt, I'll pay for that. Oh, yeah, that is nice. nice. Um, You know, I I tell a lot of people that um, I'm, I see a million people or I see, let's see, a amount of people for the year that they they went to bed expecting to wake up. Yeah. So I think James, it's very what James Dean said, and I can look it up as we're speaking, but he said something, he said, live like it's your Dream like it's your last. I'll find it, but I live that kind of lifestyle. Yeah, I yeah. Live like I'm not going to wake up tomorrow. So anybody I meet or come in contact with, they're going to see the best me mm-hmm. that day. 
Mm-hmm. So many people come in and they say, I can't believe he's gone. And that really hurts me. Yeah. Because that's it. You know, I, I go to bed and say, if I get up, I'm going to be really happy today. Yeah. 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 And try to make somebody else happy that day. Yeah. Well, technically, everybody should live their life like that. Unfortunately, yeah. they don't. But um, yeah. a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you should just appreciate every day given and be as kind to people as you can. So you're living a good way. So I'm trying. Yeah. Yes. yeah. It's not hard to try. That's exactly. Right. Yeah. I mean, we all have our off days, right? We have moments. Yes. Yes. Uh, it's been weird. Yeah. <laughs> strange, strange couple months. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. yeah, I mean, I couldn't imagine working emotionally. And I think I told this to you like out of respect for what you do. And in the most respectful way, I could not personally work what and do what you do because I couldn't emotionally handle it. That would break me down as a, as a person. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think I, I never wanted to offend anybody when I use the word that I'm not cold to it. There's sure. a word you use that you say cold to it, mm-hmm. but it, there's a trade-off of the emotion is different because it's you're dealing with people and you know that you're you're supposed to be there to help the people. Yes, and you have to take on that persona as they need to know you're you're helping them. Right. Yeah. So when you go home, it's just like any other job where you, you really do have to leave it behind you. Mm-hmm. Yes. But it is rough when you see that family come in for the first time. Now, if you want to take it to the next step after this, I'll tell you like how it is dealing with the people now. Mm-hmm. But in any in any time when this was going on, you know, we we've buried, and I never thought I'd outlive a majority of the people I've outlived that were in my class. Oh, really? Oh. I mean, it's it's unreal the amount of people that um, I've known since I was a kid that we buried already. That's people sad. Like people that were neighbors. Yeah. And, uh, it, it's much easier working their funerals than it is going to a relative's funeral. I can imagine. Uh, yeah. It, it's much easier anybody's funeral being at the door working it. Mm-hmm. And I still have trouble going to one. Yeah. Yeah. So your brain shuts off if you're right. actually physically working it. Right. That's true. Yeah. And it helped me deal with a lot of problems in my life. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess yeah. that would be for anybody's job that specifically like you who have to deal with people who of death, like nurses who are having to deal with certain t- sorts of death. You can you kind of get immune to it mm-hmm. to where you have to set those emotions aside and right. do your job. And now with the COVID, uh, it, it, it started out like just a shock to us. Mm hmm. You know, this was starting and it, it was, and I'm going to try to use the correct language so it doesn't start, it doesn't sound bad, but it, the, the, um, the cases were never ending at first. And I say cases, meaning loved ones coming through the door, um, passed away. Yeah. And uh, loved ones just dying, 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 and just coming through our door. Yeah. And at first the families were coming in and meeting, and then as we started to see the, the the criticalness, if, you, if that's a word, of the situation, uh, Governor Murphy said, you know, here's what we have to do. And a lot of people were up in arms about it. But once again, you have to think of the doctors, the nurses, and the loved ones mm-hmm. who were around these people, uh, around their loved ones. And now, um, then we started, we had to store uh, bodies. 
so to speak, mm. um, the yeah. were backed up. Wow. Um, so you'd have to make an appointment for two weeks in the future if someone's going to be cremated. Wow. Wow. Um, I can't believe that. And That's, your loved one would ask, yeah. when is my loved one going to go to the crematory? And let's say it was April 1st, uh, April 12th. So mm. now everybody had to be involved. Yeah. So it changed the trajectory of everything. Yeah. Uh, they couldn't see their loved one in the hospital or after the hospital. And realistically, what we started doing is head-to-toe disaster suits for everyone. We, we treated everyone that came in as if they were. Oh, wow. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Head-to-toe, everything cleaned over and over again. And then if the family, you know, we would take pictures for yeah. the family. Yeah. Uh, you know, and in the beginning there were no cleaning supplies. So, you know, that was tough. Yeah. We all have to share the funeral homes we all shared that we, that we were in contact with. Wow. Um, you know, we all had to pool resources with other funeral homes, and that's good there are no funeral homes out there that won't lend a hand to other ones. Oh, that's good. Yeah. 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 Well, there's competition in a way because everybody has their niche. Sure. There's not a funeral home because they don't want to be like that because one day we might need a limo from them. Yeah. Or they might need supplies from us. So yes. That was a good thing that came out of you. You learned that pretty much everybody in this business, they're, they're good people. That's good. That's good. But, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the families especially. The families and the only people who truly I mean everybody suffered, but I think the not being able to see your family and your loved one from start to finish is just absolutely terrible. Yeah. I can't imagine, you know, yeah. not being able to rightfully and in the right way put you know, say goodbye to your family member. Yeah. You know, you can only do it from afar and that's difficult. Yeah. Yeah, I mean Seeing a family come in in a regular, you know, a regular setting is tough. Yeah. yeah. Oh, how do you go out? I'm oh, I got to pick out a casket now. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I got to plan for what my loved one's going to do now. But how do you plan? Yeah. And the people that had, let's say, plots paid for already, mm-hmm. they're going to be buried. But yeah. They can't go to the cemetery. Yeah. Yeah. You can't say a proper goodbye to your family member. I can. They're allowed to come in for five minutes. Yeah. Wow. And see that all of this, and then they're basically you know, the rules are lightening a little bit now. Mm-hmm. They're lightening out there. They can people can come to the cemetery. The outside of their cars, forty feet from what's going on. So now we video it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We video it and we break it down to clips because you know what. Can't twenty minute clips on the iPhone just won't work. Sure, yeah. 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 Now I'm a video production assistant. Yeah. (laughs) At least um, you're good with computers. That's That's right. (laughs) It's such a strange, strange phenomenon now. How we, just like any other business now, you have to adapt to the times. Right. Mm -hmm. There are people coming out with software that you can do a virtual funeral. Yeah. Give you a a background behind it with a, a. and the people are offering these things to us now. Yeah. And yeah. That is a great idea, but it's the antithesis of impersonal. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. You know, so we're doing our best. And my my best friend is the younger brother. Okay. Him since we were seven. That's 41 years. His older brother is the guy who does the arrangements. Uh-huh. And he's the salesman, if you will. That's not a that's not a cold word, but he's no, no. All that stuff. We understand. Yeah, but they're both great at what they do. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, they're they're fourth generation. So, my friend and I do all the work in the back. Okay. We do all the the preparation, do all that, do all the setups, and getting ready. His brother's the one who takes care of the other side. Okay. So, and now I found my niche. Well, that's my good. You know, behind the scenes, and I enjoy that. Well, that's good. Yeah, that's good. It's good to enjoy your job. I mean, it takes a special person to be able to do a job like that. So, you know. Yeah. The it was scary when all the people started coming in, all the bodies started coming in, and you had to treat each one like COVID because it was. um, I think I forgot where else I said it. There was, I think, the Fox News article that I sent. uh, There was three times the cleaning for every person. Wow. And at a time where there wasn't a lot of cleaning supplies. Right, yes, yeah. yes. I couldn't you imagine. Know, it just, it was scary. Yeah. yeah. But, um, you know, I think I, I think I learned a big lesson from it. And the lesson is that, you know, you, you have to be just, you have to be humble and accept that if I worked in a library, Mm-hmm. I need to do my best to make sure those books are sorted according to the way they're supposed to. Yes. Yeah. So I work here. This is what I chose. And there's no belly aching about it. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. The four, there's five of us. Now there's four of us in there. We're, we're sealed in there like a tight little city. Mm-hmm. All our food gets delivered to us, left on the porch. And it's only four of us. I mean, if sometimes the families will come in, but they're there for... They have masks. They have yeah. gloves. Yeah, short yeah. period. So it's like a the Polish biodome with Polish short. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and um, you know we're all very safe there. We're like we're like a family, and uh, it's 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 a good place to be in a bad time. Yeah. Because you know we're all pretty good with each other. Well, that's good. Yeah. That's good. That's that excellent. one went long. Uh, that explanation. So, but it's just. It's just the way it is. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Actually, you answered in that explanation. You answered all of our questions. <laughs> well, <laughs> I have a question for you. Okay. I have a question. No. What What do you feel like is the the most difficult part of your job, and not not pertaining to the coronavirus or anything, but just in general? What is the most difficult part? There used to be some some things I was tough with. Um, the most difficult part, um, it, it's very monotonous. Yeah. Okay. During normal times, when this virus wasn't here, it may sound stupid, but it's very monotonous. Yeah. When there are funerals and viewings, it's, I can tell you, it's a body comes in, it's embalmed, mm-hmm. it, then we dress it, we prepare it, it goes into a casket. All the plans are made, flowers come in, flowers are set up, it's two to four, seven to nine. I work the early part, someone comes in, works the late part, next morning, 8.30, cars get there, blah, 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 we go to the cemetery, it starts again. Yeah. That is what the job is. Yeah. Right. Yes. Sometimes that is monotonous, and I don't, you know, that's the job I have. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. 
and I can tell you all those things off the top of my head, but um, now the, the toughest part is the uncertainty of it. Mm-hmm. Right now, we, we had two, two death calls last evening. Uh, so we had finally bottomed out. We went from having 14 in the building to 8 in the building to 10 in the building to yesterday having, on Friday when I left, having none. Oh, that's, uh, yeah. In the point of nine, there's two now. Mm-hmm. So we, does this mean it's going to now be like that? Or uh, Governor Murphy opened the beaches starting next week. Yeah, yeah. My fear is that that's the worst decision ever. Right. Yeah. yeah. If, if you look at the funeral at the curbs, mm-hmm. and the crematory is caught up. Yeah. Yeah. They don't have people making um, appointments, funeral making appointments. Mm-hmm. So that's a good thing. Yeah. Yes. You have all these people near each other now on, on beaches. And, you know, I, I don't understand it, but. I think that's that's my worst fear now. If we if we got through those bad two months, um, that's what's going to make it the hardest. Because stress wise, I got through it. Mentally, I got through it. Uh-huh. Came home, I did my own thing, and relaxed. And now I, I think I thought I beat it. Yeah. Right. Uh, you know, I have a pretty pretty. I, I can't go to the gym where I was going to the gym at. Yeah. I was going to the gym at eleven at night coming home, sleeping, going to work, and enjoying myself. And it was all just taken away. Yeah, yeah, so I know. I've finally gotten used to that. And now I just, you know, the, the unknown was finally starting to go away. Yeah. yeah. You know, I guess I, that's... With the, with the bipolar. Yeah. yeah. It took, takes me a long time to readjust to things. Right. Yeah. No, I mean, I can understand that. And I mean, we didn't get... New Jersey got... In New York, got mm-hmm. hit really hard. Y'all states yeah. did. Ours got didn't get hit like that, so yeah. it's totally different for us down here. I mean, we were still under quarantine, but um, I can imagine being where you're located would be a lot more of a fearful thing than it would be for us in this area since we haven't got hit as hard as y'all did. Yeah. Where I live in my town, uh, I live in Montgomery Township, New Jersey. Okay. pretty rural, and there's... Been 93 cases reported and four deaths. Okay. Which okay. is good. Yeah. Yeah, that was going to say that's not bad. <laughs> that's not bad at all. Us has had like 30 deaths. Okay. Okay. Which is really weird. I, I don't know how yeah. that happens, but you know, yeah. um, I do everything. I shop for everything online. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I go pick it up at the shop rights, and I have Amazon uh, Whole Foods. Get all my fruits and vegetables and yogurts and stuff from that. They drop it right on my porch. Not that I'm scared to. Yeah. But I haven't gone into a supermarket since the week before the lockdown began. Right. So yeah. if I have that at my fingertips, it's done. So I'm just trying to keep to the usual pattern now that's kept me safe. Right. Yeah. yeah. Just prevention, you know. Exactly. Yeah. Why not if you have the options to do it, which is what right. most people should be doing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm trying. I, I, certain things scare me, you know, that I'm not a crazy about the people walking in the neighborhood without face masks on. I mean, that, you know, if they don't, they don't. It's to protect them. Yeah, yeah. But I'm in my house. I love being in my house. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're the same way. <laughs> We're very similar. Yeah. I can show you, like, all that stuff I talk about. I can't really, but, like, you know, all those art and stuff I show off and everything, it's all on my walls. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
you know, I, I probably could if I do it a little bit, but I could probably show you. Oh, yeah, I see it. Yeah. That's a lot of the stuff that I, sh- I, I show off in, you know. So I, I love it in my little house here. Yeah. Well, that's good. I mean, it's good no. you enjoy being home. Yeah, exactly. Because it's... That's my relief from this, this job. Right. Yeah. Yes. That Netflix. So, yeah. Netflix has been my friend. <laughs> yeah. Netflix and I did Netflix, Prime Video. Uh-huh. The Apple TV app. Yep. Yeah. Sometimes I wonder, I could be spending money on other things. But like I said, I'm not married. I don't have any kids to worry about. Yeah. So that four ninety nine a month. Sometimes that's just it's that's my psychiatrist. Well, yeah, it's okay. Oh yeah. yeah. Our other added would be Disney Plus, but I'm yeah. pretty sure you realize <laughs> that we like Disney. So. I, I see it. I saw it when I first started following you guys and started paying attention. I saw, it. and you know what? Love it. You know, you like what you like. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I went to Disney in 1978. That was the last time I was like, Oh, no. Oh, you got to go You again. are so due. <laughs> you need to go. I, mean, I went. To, I did all this stuff I remember with my parents. <sighs> it's so my different. Mom, and kids love Disney and Great Adventure or Six Flags and all that stuff. It's just, it's not for me. Okay. Yeah. And that's okay. I for like 10 years in a row way back when. I, I never saw a show. I never went to gamble. <laughs> so, you know, but yeah, that's cool. I'm, I'm you know, I always see the Disney stuff. I, there's a couple of interesting topics, and I can't remember off the top of my head that I just thought were great. Oh, well, that's so good. I, that's good. Yeah, I, you know, I listen, but my the gym being closed killed me for all my favorite podcasts. Yeah, I'm sure. I, I, the ones I listen to, and I still do, I just don't listen to them with the veracity that I used to. Right. I understand that. Yeah. You know, yours and Murder, they're, they're there. Because I want to keep up with it. Because if, if you guys said I'd like to do this, I want to be on top of what's going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, this is definitely a thrill to me. You've just made it real easy now to do this. Oh, good! good. I'm so <laughs> glad. Honestly, just wonderful people. Oh, thank, thank you. you. Well, you so know, are you. Yeah. Be there, and uh, I found that you know that's you guys doing this is this is pretty cool for me. Well, thank you, thank yeah. you. We appreciate you coming on here yeah. and telling us and, and, you know, essentially all of our listeners, wherever they are, um, about your job. Because a lot of people don't know what you actually do or what goes on in a funeral home. I mean, they kind of have an idea, but it's always good to get kind of behind the scenes view of it for sure. Exactly. The business end of it is strange. People, people get the the wrong idea that a business, that a funeral home is just raking in the dough. Yeah. And 100% 100% untrue. I'm sure. And funeral homes have a policy they have to follow, you know, with ethics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the first thing they do is they show a family what they have to show them. They don't mark up um, a, a uh, embalming. Yeah. They don't, everything has to be shown to them ahead of time. The family has to agree to it. Okay. They don't take advantage of grief because not that anyone would. Yeah. But... In New Jersey, one can lose their director's license. Oh, if wow. They, they took advantage of a family in their time of grief. Okay. Okay. That's the arrangement that someone does, the funeral home doesn't hold that money. Okay. It goes to the state. Okay. The state pays the person who has their pre arrangement, they pay them interest every year. Better than you get in the bank. Okay. But the funeral home doesn't hold the money. Some people think, well, they have an arrangement with the funeral home, the funeral home is making all the money. They don't. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. So, and listen, the funeral home I work at, it's, it's the business, the building itself is very big. Mm-hmm. There's a mortgage. There's yeah. water. There's lights. Yeah. There's upkeep. Yeah. So, you know, and that's, that's another thing I hear a lot of times. Like, oh, these people are doing this. And, and it's, it's a business. It's a family business. Yeah. 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 Both these guys have kids and kids in college. So, you know, we all work together to make sure that it's, it's getting things done, serving the families the best they can, but mm-hmm. while also trying to survive yeah. in a world where, you know, it's, there's not a lot of the, I hate, I hate brick and mortar. I hate that expression. Yeah. That really bothers me, <laughs> but you know, there's no such thing as many family home funeral home, a uh, family owned funeral homes anymore. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Except in New Jersey, there's the most of them in New Jersey than yeah. anywhere else. Yeah. Down here. I mean, it's more, you can see that it's chains. Yeah. Definitely mm-hmm. chains down here. Yeah. I wouldn't go to one of those. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah. we don't treat you like a number here. And that's the difference. Um, why I'm happy to work for these people and these people if, if I something happened to me they'd be the like they're and I, this would be the last thing I'll say basically if something happened to me mm-hmm. they're in charge of everything obviously but if something happened to me tomorrow they would take care of me the rest of my life they would make sure that my needs were taken care of great the contact they're my everything that's great so you know so I feel better knowing that. That's uh, awesome. You know, so if there's anything else you wanted to follow up on or whatever, uh, I thoroughly enjoyed this time with you. Yeah, it's been Good. great, Mike. Thank yes. you so much for joining us. Great. Awesome. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank Be you. Be safe. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Mike. It was awesome to hear your story. We, you know, you had a lot of interesting things to say. And it was really um, cool to see your side, especially with what the coronavirus and everything that's going on and how it affects, you know, that. You know, nobody really thinks about the funeral homes and how the coronavirus would affect it. So it was really interesting to hear his take on all that. Um, but thanks for joining us today. And um, don't forget to rate us and review us on any um, podcast app. Make sure you leave us comments. Let us know what you think of today's episode. All right. Well, thanks for listening. And until next time. Mm-hmm.